Our colleague Nicole Nguyen told us about a shopping experience she had on Amazon that drew her attention to the power of online reviews. I once bought a pair of clip-on earrings, and these clip-on earrings were from this no-name brand that I had never heard of. And when they arrived, they were absolutely not clip-on earrings. They were like plastic, sort of like Barbie, like costume jewelry. Nicole writes a personal tech column, so she knows things on the internet aren't always as they seem. But what stood out to Nicole here was that the customer reviews had been glowing. This product had like a thousand five-star reviews, and they all seemed legitimate, and there were like photos of people with earrings that were not the earrings that were sent to me. And I realized that every single one of those reviews was fake. And just became obsessed with figuring out why there were so many fake reviews on Amazon and who was writing them. What Nicole found was the whole world of sellers that are willing to fake and manipulate customer reviews. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Friday, August 13th. Coming up on the show, the often bogus, sometimes menacing world of Amazon reviews. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. Amazon is the largest online retailer in the world. But it's not just Amazon that sells products there. Millions of other companies use the site to get in front of customers through what is called the Amazon Marketplace. The Amazon Marketplace is what I like to call an infinite bazaar. It's a bottomless virtual place where sellers can come sell their goods to all of Amazon's customers. Amazon doesn't put limits on how many sellers can come to this marketplace. So on any given item, sunglasses, shoes, beauty products, there are, you know, thousands upon thousands of sellers competing in the same category. And for these sellers to get noticed in this infinite bazaar, they need customers to post reviews, ideally good ones. A lot of people put stock in reviews online because they can't touch and see the product that they're buying. And so they need a recommendation from someone else to make them feel confident in actually adding it to their cart and getting it shipped to their home. Have customer reviews always been part of the service? Since Amazon sold books, they've had reviews on the site, yes. Have the reviews changed over time? As Amazon became more and more popular, and Amazon opened its website to third-party sellers and created a marketplace, reviews became something that could be manipulated. And so as there was more money at stake, sellers realized that reviews could be as good of an investment as marketing or advertising the product. 
Reviews are really important in another way. Amazon uses them to decide how to rank products on its site. Its search algorithm measures things like how many people are clicking on a product, how many people are buying it, and how positive the reviews are. And so sellers are desperate to get onto that first page and into that first row. And in order to do so, they have to have lots of sales. And in order to have lots of sales, they need a high average star rating and lots of reviews. So for example, if you type in something like dog food, what appears on that first row in search results probably is the best-selling dog food on Amazon. Lots of sales and lots of five-star ratings and lots of reviews. That's what it takes to put brand A's dog food above brand B's dog food in search results. So sellers want to have lots of reviews. And some step over the line to get them. Asking for a review outright isn't problematic, but there are ways in which sellers can incentivize that review. So sometimes they'll send you a packaging insert that offers a free extended warranty or offers a rebate or offers another free product of the product that you just bought if you leave a review. And so they're not saying, I mean, sometimes they are saying, please leave a five-star review, but they're not saying, in most most cases, they're not saying leave a five-star review. But that incentive does something to our brain. We're more likely to leave a more positive review if we are given a free extended warranty or free product. Amazon prohibits sellers from tipping the scales like this or manipulating reviews in any way, creating fake ones, paying for good ones, or trying to get bad reviews removed. But it happens a lot. The most surprising thing about researching fake reviews is just how common it is. In any category as niche as, you know, eyelash extenders to kitchen appliances to tech products, there is review manipulation. The reason why sellers and brands are willing to invest in fake reviews or review manipulation, which is against Amazon's terms of service and they risk getting kicked off the platform, is because positive reviews equal sales. And sellers go to great lengths to get those reviews. Review manipulation happens in all sorts of ways. There are Facebook groups that have Willing participants, people who get free stuff in exchange for reviewing those products. There are also these websites that give more specific directions. The website will say, search for this specific search term and then buy the product and then we'll refund you via PayPal. Amazon says it has systems in place to block fake reviews. It says it analyzes more than 10 million reviews a week and is always trying to have a greater share of legitimate reviews on its site. But for sellers, that can be a problem when those reviews are negative. After the break, we talk to an Amazon shopper who was hounded for months for her one-star review. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. What does it mean to be rich? 
Maybe it's less about reaching a magic number and more about discovering the magic in life. At Edward Jones, our dedicated financial advisors are the people you can count on for financial strategies that help support a life you love. Because the key to being rich is knowing what counts. Learn more about our comprehensive approach to planning at edwardjones.com slash findyourrich. Edward Jones, member SIPC. I am in Seattle for a friend's wedding. And I, uh, the hotel apparently does not have stuff available till four. So I found a um, stairwell that no one is using. Um, so yes, it's my commitment. This is next level commitment. <laughs> Catherine Scott works in retail and she lives in New York. We spoke to her from a stairwell. We got in touch to hear about an Amazon experience she had recently. It all started in March when she was trying to find a bottle to spray cooking oil. It was just a way to spray olive oil on, you know, like roast potatoes or veggies or something, you know, just so you didn't have to toss it. That was it. Okay. Yeah. You don't like it in your hands in the oil? Spoon? Um, yeah. I, I just like not having like another, uh, you know, pan to clean. Now, when you were out there shopping for cooking oil spray bottles— did you look at the reviews that were there beforehand? No, I, I just looked at the stars. I just thought, oh, it, you know, it was 4.5 or 4.4. You know, I thought, oh, wow, there's thousands of reviews and somehow it has like a 4.5. It must be good. You know, you just, you click buy now and you forget about it. But the sprayer didn't really spray. When I got it, you know, filled it up with olive oil, just squirted out like kind of in a single stream, a bit like, you know, a super soaker or a water gun. So I was really bummed and it went on and left a one-star review. Have you ever written a one-star review before? Oh, oh, definitely. Um, I'm not a frequent reviewer in general, but it was bad enough where I wanted to prevent anyone from having a similar disappointment <laughs> as I did. And yeah, I just, I remember, I think, writing in my review... There's that meme from years ago or just that saying, um, you had one job. <laughs> like, I think I said that at one point, like, you had one job, and it was to spray oil, and it did not spray oil. So Catherine hit submit, and her one-star review went up. And she thought that would be the end of it. But it wasn't. About a week later... I got some random email, you know, from someone claiming that they were from this seller, and they were essentially just saying, hey, we saw your review. You know, we're very uh, sorry that you were upset with this product. And, you know, the reviews are very important to us. Please, could you delete it and we'll refund. Catherine didn't delete her review. So the seller followed up with another email saying, if you don't respond, we'll assume you didn't get this and we'll keep sending you emails. So Catherine responded. She said, no, I'm not going to take my review down. But the seller continued to contact her. I got multiple emails saying something to that effect of, please, 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 please delete the review. Like in this, it, it wasn't a threatening, angry tone. It was literally like they were begging me to delete the review. And they kept saying, USD 20, USD 20, you know, will refund. And I ignored it. That wasn't really a refund. $20 was more than twice the price of the sprayer. But Catherine wasn't interested in the money. For her, this whole thing had become a matter of principle. 
I mean, whether it costs, you know, $500 or $5, 20 bucks is not going to get me to delete a review. Like that's Why is that? Why not just take the deal and take down your review? You're, you're like protecting your fellow cooking oil spray bottle shoppers? I actually, now that I think about it, I, I think one reason I didn't want to delete it was I didn't want to reward that kind of behavior. <laughs> I mean, I, I used to work in sales. Like if you have someone who keeps saying no that many times, you eventually just give up, but they didn't. So I suppose part of me was, yeah, I wanted to protect other people maybe from being harassed. Catherine reported all of this to Amazon twice, and she was told that Amazon was looking into the matter. But the seller and the product stayed up. Yeah, has this incident, like, made you feel differently about shopping online or shopping on Amazon specifically? Um, I think it reminded me that the bigger a website is, the harder it can get to police bad actors. Like, I wouldn't say, you know, the fact that this happened is Amazon's fault. It's just, you know, the nature of the website scaling up. But, yeah, for online shopping, I, I, I'm... I'm not the type to swear something off. I think you just need to learn how to be more careful. When Nicole started reporting on Catherine's story, she tried to contact the company that sold the spray bottle, but the seller didn't respond. And after Nicole reached out to Amazon's PR team, the seller disappeared from the Amazon marketplace. An Amazon spokesperson said that their internal processes picked up the issue and that, quote, the appropriate enforcement actions were taken. Amazon says that it uses both human and automated techniques to vet abuse claims and to remove fake reviews before they ever hit the site. And to some extent, I too see that on the platform. There are a lot less obvious indications of fraud, but it hasn't gone away entirely. And if my inbox is any indication, there are people who encounter fake reviews and false advertising and seller harassment all the time. What level of confidence do you think consumers should have in the reviews they see on Amazon's site? It's nearly impossible to determine the authenticity of reviews on the site. And that's true of most reviews on the internet, whether it's Yelp or Google or TripAdvisor, even if it has a verified badge, because it can be manipulated. So... Like, should there be reviews? Do you know what I mean? Like, why do we need them? And if they can't be authenticated, what value do they have? It's such a good question. And it's one that a lot of tech companies who rely on reviews are thinking about. In Amazon's case, I don't see reviews going anywhere anytime soon. There are sort of pockets of Amazon where you can definitely trust reviews, and that's brand name products. That's products that are sold by Amazon itself. But should reviews exist is a very good question. I think that as long as online shopping exists, reviews have to exist. That's all for today, Friday, August 13th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Your hosts are Ryan Knudsen and me, Kate Leinbaugh. The show is produced by Katherine Brewer, Pia Godkari, Martin Kessler, Annie Minoff, Laura Morris, Afif Nasuli, Ricky Novetsky, Enrique Perez de la Rosa, Sarah Platt, 
Willa Rubin, Matthew Sherman, Matthew Schiltz, and Annie Rose Strasser. Our engineers are Griffin Tanner and Nathan Singapak, with help this week from Sam Baer. Our theme music is by So Wiley. Additional music this week from Peter Leonard, Billy Libby, Bobby Lord, Emma Munger, and Blue Dot Sessions. Fact-checking by Matthew Wolf. Thanks for listening. See you Monday.